go give everyone you know in his ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Black shows the man is canceled. They didn't give him a chance, no. Brick and Deshaun are holding it down. They'll take these shows out of the lost and found. Run, go get everyone you know. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss. What's up, kid folk? I'm your man, Brick Jackson. And welcome to Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Uh, say that three times. That's that's. We chose a long-ass title for this one. Um, I am here as... <laughs> I am here as always... With my esteemed co-host, the late great DB. What's up, DB? Wait, I'm not. I'm not dead. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, technically, you you were late, but because we had technical issues for like 20, 30 minutes, so yeah, yeah an hour with, actually. Yeah, yeah, what is up with that? Like, like. You know, you had speakers, I guess, some Bluetooth speakers that won't work, and then I thought I was the problem when it turned out to be you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 it's your fault. Right. (laughs) Technically. Oh, okay, okay. I actually blame technology. I blame technology. Oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) Well, folks, if you are just joining us, um, for the first time, stop listening and go back to the first episode um, and start from there. But if you don't feel like it, stick with us. Um, this is the Ethnic Kiss Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Basically, what we do is every episode we go over a sitcom uh, that was made back in the day or uh, at one point or another that starred black um, actors and it was considered a black sitcom and it either for some reason, it didn't last, whether it was ratings or the man. Yeah, it's always the man. Yeah, it's always the man. Um, so it's, so what we do is we sit down and we, we unpack the episode, uh, at least an episode of the show, talk about it a little bit, and hopefully um, it's something that you actually want to watch as well. Um, hopefully, maybe you watched it before you listened to us so you know what we're about to talk about. But if not, watch it after we're done. Either way works. Yeah, either way. Either way, yeah. quality. <laughs> right. So, without further ado, um, we're going to talk today about me and the boys. Me and the boys. Uh, me and the boys. So, um, Deshaun Byron, at the end of every episode, we asked Deshaun Byron, I'm sorry, DB. <laughs> it's the one I this out. Um, <laughs> at the end of every episode, we asked DB what he thinks the next show we're going to listen for, uh, uh, watch is going to be about. And Deshaun, DB, do you remember what you said? I partly remember what I said. I know, like, me and the boys was um, 
I think it was primarily, didn't I say it was like a group of guys that all lived uh-huh. together in an apartment? No, you didn't say that at all. <laughs> you didn't say that at all. You said that it was a, uh, you were actually pretty close. You said it was a, a, a father who was a widower who was raising five kids. Oh, yeah. And I did say then that. Hi- yeah, and then it went he off the rails. Football coach. He's, like, he's like a football, right. a football coach. Yeah, okay, I remember what I said now. Right, right, you remember now. All right, well, uh, you're close. That's the great part about it is you're close. Um, so if you've never heard of Me and the Boys, it's actually a show that came out in 1994, and it starred Steve Harvey. Uh, let me tell you, I was Steve blown away. Harvey, right. Steve, so Steve Harvey actually plays a father of three boys, one's a teenager, one's, uh, I would say, preteen, um, and one is, let's say he's a, maybe like 10, yeah. 9 or 10-year-old. Yeah. He, he's a widower. His wife passes away before the show starts, and he's basically trying to raise these three boys um, with the help of his mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So, um, a little bit about, that's pretty much the plot of the entire show, that's and it kind of follows... <laughs> That's it. I mean, there's nothing more to it. Um, he's the dad of three boys, and it's him and the boys. Um, and then um, the mother-in-law to add a little bit of spice. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so a couple people, uh, we're going to go through the cast list real quick before we dive into the episode that we watched, because we watched a pilot episode yeah. of Me and the Boys. Um, this was an ABC sitcom that ran in 1994. Uh, it starred Steve Harvey, as we spoke. And at that time, in Steve Harvey's career, he was a at that point, he was a well-known stand-up comedian. He's mm-hmm. nowhere near where he is now, of course. Yeah, he was a well-known stand-up comedian. He was, at that time was hosting uh, Showtime at the Apollo. Um, he had just started that gig not too long ago. He had been on Def Jam for a few years, so he was really kind of getting his feet wet in in popularity um, yeah. at that yeah. at that at that time. Honestly, bro, it's hard to imagine Steve Harvey without. The radio show, Family Feud, because he does so much. To think about the fact that there, at one point in his life, he didn't do so much. Yeah, but but then again, it's also less. But he was still doing a lot at the same time. It, it's weird, right? It's like weird, right? Well, he was still doing stand up tours. I think at that time in '94, I think this is before Kings of Comedy tour yeah. took off. But he was still doing tours. He was still on like I think Def Jam had just ended, but he was still a popular comedian performing and touring. He was on Showtime at the Apollo as the host, taking over for Mark Curry, hang with Mr. Cooper. And then he had this show. So he was busy, and it, it just wasn't where we see him at now. Yeah, massive. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely at a different level now. Yeah. Um, but Me and the Boys was actually his first acting credit. He had not acted in anything before Me and the Boys. And his first acting credit is him as the lead in his own sitcom. Which but that was the 90s for you. If you were a stand-up comedian, you got your own show. I mean, we just saw, you know, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago about um, the starring vehicle for Flex was supposed to be Homeboys in Outer Space. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, give me one second. I got to change something on my settings. Mm-hmm. All right. Bear with me right quick. You have to edit this out, DB. Okay, that's fine. 
right, but I can hear you, which is fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Sorry, my headphones is, it was shorting in and out. It wasn't keeping the audio. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, but I'm back in now. Okay. Um, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the last thing I said. <laughs> uh, we were just uh, talking yeah, but, about that this was... What? We were just talking about that this was his, like, starring vehicle. Right. Yeah, yeah, like you said, with Flex being, you know, the star vehicle of Homeboys in Outer Space. Um, and then we will, the, the second show from our second episode featured um, the Royal Family, which yeah. even though nobody was really new in that one, that was a completely opposite where it was somebody who was a legend. So we're kind of covering the gamut right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, way that, um, the way these shows work. Sitcoms in the 90s. Um, also starring in this cast is Maud Sinclair. Um, Maud Sinclair at that point in her career was most well known from starring in, uh, as uh, Eddie Murphy's mother, uh, King's mother in, um, A.O. Leon, yeah. Joe Ford, in coming to America, the 1988 classic, my favorite movie of all time. Maude Sinclair played James O. Jones's wife in that movie, Queen A.O. Leon. Yeah. Legend. And then she followed that up in 94 with another most well-known role as Sarabi, in Lion King, the voice of Simba's mom, yep. Queen Sarabi. So she's known for playing queens. Mm-hmm. And Lion King, see, I have a special connection with Maude Sinclair because Coming to America is my favorite movie. Lion King is my favorite animated movie. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite childhood movie she was also in as well called Cornbread, Earl, and Me. Um, the movie came out, I think, 1975. It starred a, a child, Lawrence Fishburne. Lars Fishburne was a child. What? He was, yes. Lars Fishburne was probably about 11 or 12, and he played cornbread. Oh, um, yeah. and, no, no, no. He was born an adult. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, he looks like himself like now yeah. as a tiny person. But he played in that movie, um, and it was about a basketball player named played by Jamal Wilkes, who played for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, um, who is killed in the movie, and it follows kind of the aftermath that he's like a neighborhood hero. Um, but Moss is a legend at this point, been in the game for 30 years or so at this point, and, you know, she was a very well-known actress, very well-respected, been on several TV shows, so it was a great idea to bring her in. Um, again, she was a familiar face because Coming to America was a huge movie. Uh, the kids um, were played by Chas Lamar Shepard. Um, Chas Lamar Shepard is actually a really, really talented singer, but most people know him for playing Matt's best friend on Seventh Heaven. Yeah. And also in the Temptations movie as Al, well, the dude who was basically kicked out before they got famous when David Ruffin to join them. Yeah. Um, and at that time he was he was growing as an actor. He he didn't have that many credits before him. He did an episode of Moesha. Um, at that point, that was pretty much it. He was also in a couple smaller things, but that was about it. He was a fairly new actor. Yeah. Um, Wayne Collins plays the middle son. And Wayne Collins doesn't have an extensive resume at all, um, but he's probably most well-known for his voice because he played Leon on Bebe's Kids. Um, uh, 92 classic. Uh, yeah. He did the voice of Leon, which was pretty cool. Um, and then the youngest is Benjamin Levert. Benjamin Levert is... Is he one of the Leverts? He's actually not, and I, I was really hoping. <laughs> I was really hoping, but this was his first ever role, but... He actually pops in on a couple shows that 
um, and, a, and a movie that you might be familiar with on our own, which we're going to cover on this podcast, Smolier Family, and Love Jones, which is a classic movie starring Lorenz Tate, who we covered in the Royal Family, yeah, and we'll also the shows, and Early Edition. That was the TV show starring Kyle Chandler back in 1998 for CBS. So he then after that, he just stopped acting. He gave up. He was just like... <laughs> I've done all I can do. Um, you know, and, and that's also interesting to me when you think about it, like with kids, kid actors, you know, yeah. to us, me, I'm an actor now, of course. And to me, every, it's a big deal, you know. But I guess when you think about it, like if you've been doing it since you were younger or you've been, I mean, he only acted, his credits only extend for three years. I mean, he had a three-year career. Maybe he didn't like it. And to me, I can't imagine not liking it. Yeah. He probably just like, nah, I'm good. I want to be a doctor. Yeah, I mean, this dude could probably literally be like one of the best surgeons in like Nevada or something right now. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Levert don't care nothing about me and the boys right now. Um, but that's that's the cast of me and the boys, and we'll talk about later a little bit later on how what happened to them after the show ended, um, and talk to you a little bit about how the show ended because it's kind of doesn't make any sense why the show didn't it last. Really, it made zero sense. I read it. I read up afterwards of what happened. I was like. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so to go in a little bit deeper and dive into this episode of Me and the Boys, um, which if you think about the term Me and the Boys, you might have heard that from uh, the Parliament Funkadelic. If you hear any noise, just me and the boys getting that out. That's where it comes from. Okay. Uh, but I had a question. Like, I Go for it. See, I did not see a theme song. Like, I was no. No, there was no theme song. Look, this is the 90s, man. You got to have a great theme song. Even Homeboys in Outer Space had a great theme song. Yes. I think this I think the show got canceled for because of lack of theme song alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back then you had a theme song that told the whole story. It would have been something like, his wife died and now he's a man in charge. Do, 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 do. Now he's running things. He's a man in charge. Do, 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 do. Now it's that time to put away the toys. Uh, get down with Steve. It's just him and his boys. Me, Me and the boys. <laughs> Me and the boys. <laughs> you know, you know, Steve Harvey would have sang his own theme song though. It. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna dive a little bit into this episode. Honestly, the episode there's there's not a whole lot happening in the pilot. It's kind of getting things started for everybody to kind of show yeah. you who's what and how and, and where. Um, you 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 learn really early on that you know it's it's about Steve and, and we're gonna talk about the parallels between me and the boys and the Steve Harvey show. Thank you, thank you. You're I mean, right there with me. You're right there with me. <laughs> It is literally going to be unavoidable to talk about the Steve Harvey show while talking about um, me and the boys. Yeah. We're going to have the time together. Yeah. So um, so you're going to hear a lot of us referencing both. So if you're a Steve Harvey show fan, don't feel discouraged because we're definitely going to bring Steve Harvey show up <laughs> um, multiple times. It was like the, the skeleton yeah. of the Steve Harvey show in a way. Exactly. So Steve Harvey in this place, a guy who owns a video store, shows how you know vintage this show is. 
He owns a video store in Dallas, and he's running a video store while trying to raise his three sons. Um, the oldest son is Artist Tower. Um, typical older son, not great in school, girl chasing. Typical TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, William Tower is the second son, and he's the one that is kind of like that's the Bart Simpson type. He's always into something, always up to something. Mm-hmm. He's about. And then, the, of course, Andrew Tower, the youngest, is the cute one, the precocious one, the one that's going to give him, you know, the funny little dialogue and have the funny little sit down, kind of like the Ruby Huxtable yeah. of the show. Um, a couple really, I mean, here, and here's the thing about the show, guys. It was funny. It, it, it was pretty funny. I, I will yeah. say it, it was solid. If you like 90s sitcom humor, this show is perfect for you. Yeah. There are so many moments that were just funny. One of the moments I love is in the beginning of the episode where um, his son, the youngest son, is running out of the kitchen and he literally walks back in like a half a second later. Uh, Steve is holding him in his arms. Like, with the, with the uh, skateboard. Yes. With a skateboard, yeah, because he meant to go. He ran out to go get his skateboard because his dad was home, and then he literally walks in with a skateboard in one hand and the kid in the other hand. A second after he walks out of the door, that was really funny. Um, the whole episode is centered around the uh, the fact that William Tower, the second oldest, wants to go see a essentially go see a really bad horror movie that is in R, and Steve knows he wants to go see it, so Steve basically is trying to try to catch him in the act. That's the whole episode. That's literally the whole point. The whole point of the episode. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, it was a good way to establish the family, but I really thought that a lot of it was really just centered around giving the opportunity for Steve just to do bits. Yeah. It's, it's like they were laying it on thick that he's the cool dad and right? He's doing his best. And he's trying to, <sighs> Like, literally, it's like this episode was to explain the title, Me and the Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, and he did, he did what I don't get a lot of. A lot of comedians don't get this opportunity. I think they yes. gave him kind of just rant. Like, they were, they were giving him little, almost speeches to give at, at one point. So, um, and little, little funny little bits to give. So, like, one of the, the tropes of the episode is that he his mother-in-law doesn't want him to read the newspaper because he starts seeing something he doesn't like and he starts ranting about it. Mm-hmm. So I think three times in the, the episode, he's given room to just go off on a, a comedic tangent to explain his philosophy on something, which is what he does. He doesn't stand up. Yeah. I, I think that was literally what it is, is they were just splitting up his stand up act into one mm-hmm. episode uh, just to give him a chance to, Oh yeah. By the way, he's a comedian in real life. Right. And, and because also I think it helps because nobody at that point really knew him except for unless you watched. It was really neat. He's, he was really in the black community. So like he, it wasn't like he was given. They don't know him. So they gave him a lot of room, I guess, to kind of show his skills because it was really about his skill sets as a comedian and letting him go off and, with kids. This was a true vehicle for him. Like like in any sense of the word, this was supposed to be Steve Harvey. Like this is selling Steve Harvey. <laughs> more than it was supposed to sell the family. Right. Um, one of the things I loved in this episode, <laughs> the joke, this joke killed me. I literally paused the episode to laugh at this joke. Um, and I'm not going to tell it as great as they do. Maybe when we do the promo, we'll see it in the clip. Yes, but yes. but he, his son snitches on, his youngest son snitches on the middle son saying he's up to something. Oh, yeah. And he tells, Steve tells him, you don't need to be telling on your brother because one day you might need a kidney problem. 
And then the kid goes, what if I get a kidney from you, dad? He says, if I give you a kidney, you're just going to leave it on the school. Like I died. Like that nice coat. I was like, yeah, that was good. That was solid. I died. Um, and then at one point, he calls his son down. There was some really, really solid moments, solid community. He called his son downstairs, the middle son, William, downstairs, and he says to him, like, he's like, Dad, what do you need from me? He was like, a man has paid as much for you as I have has the right to just stand there and look at you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was and, really good stuff. Like, it it, was really- it, yeah, and it was cool Steve Harvey. Country accent and all, just the way he spoke and the way he talked, the cadence that he used, it was really good. It was really good. So I definitely enjoyed it. And at the end of the episode, towards the end of the episode, he catches his son at the movies. Um, turns out his son, his older son, artist, snuck him in to see the movie. Which, let me tell you, that was a good twist. I did not predict that. Uh, I thought that was right. a really good twist. I did not even... I was not even on that wavelength that artist. Like I literally sat back and I was like, <gasps> shocked. <laughs> yes. And then, then they had a great little bit of dialogue, that, you know, cause like family matters was good at this. Yeah. So was Prince, that father, son sit down. I think we saw that in the Royal family too, which is yeah. the last, last episode we covered where he sits down and he like gives his son a life lesson, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, talks and then punishes his son in a way that, you know, only sitcom families really punish kids where they say, oh, now you going to have to help out at the church every week. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been punished that way. I I was mean, that that will sound like a cushy punishment, like, really. Right. But they did do a nice thing where they basically, uh, where the grandmother was like, you know, you don't beat your, your dad would have beat you. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't believe, you, you're not the hitting kid, your kid's tight. Which sets up a series, I guess, um, the series as it goes on of him with interesting ways of disciplining yeah. his kids. Yeah. So yeah, that was really good. Um, so now let's let's address the elephants elephants in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey show me and the boys. So me and the boys lasted from ninety four to ninety five. Steve Harvey show started on the WB and in ninety five nineties. 96, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I might be wrong. But basically, a year passed between the two shows. So, here are the, here are the interesting. A, a year and a half, I think. It was a, it yeah, was... a year and a, yeah, a year and a half or something like that. Um, I'm trying to see if I can remember when the Steve Harvey show began. The exact. Uh, 1996, August. 1996. So, this show lasted from 94 95, which means basically one television season went away yeah. in the back on the air again <laughs> so in me and the boys his name is Steve Tower in Steve Harvey show his name is Steve Hightower <laughs> I laughed at that I, I laughed I was like no they did not do that no like, they did not do that I was like shocked. I was like wait a minute <laughs> and <laughs> and then uh, also to tie both shows in, the girlfriend of Steve's in this first episode is, is the only episode she appears in yeah. is Raquel Robinson, who played Piggy Greer on the Steve Harvey show. Yes, his, his, his overlying love interest throughout the whole show was Piggy. Yeah. And in this case, the first episode is 
His girlfriend is played by Wendy Raquel Robinson. So I was like, okay. So Steve Tower, Steve Hightower, Wendy Raquel Robinson plays girlfriend, comes back in love interest. And it, the parallels were just... And, and I'm parallel to think about, too, is that, you know, the one thing that, a lot of, that I liked a lot about Steve Harvey from Steve Harvey's show was his relationship with Romeo and Bullethead. Yes. It was very similar to his relationship with the kids on this show. So I, and as I, much as I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I'm just saying it. It seemed like they they might have realized that maybe not having him as a family man, but more as the cool mm-hmm. teacher was a better right. to work, and it did work be- way better. It gave right. more of a uh, flexibility. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about way better because a controversial opinion. Okay. I have a controversial opinion. Okay. So we'll talk about way better. But in a nutshell, the show lasted. It looks like it lasted. It lasted a full season. And I would recommend there's only a handful of episodes on YouTube. There's not a whole lot. There's there's a couple others on online. I think there's about maybe three or four. Later on in the season, um, noted sitcom actress Karen Melina White. Everything. In everything. Who, who, <laughs> you remember she was Charmaine on the Cosby yeah. Show, Charmaine on a Different World. She was in the first season of... Um, the season of my so-called life. She played a teenager for like 30 years. Yes. Joined Malcolm and Eddie playing the love interest Nicolette to Eddie Griffith's character. That's she, I felt like that was her final. That was the one that really hit was her on Malcolm and Eddie. Yeah, because she, she was on there for about three or four years with yeah. Malcolm and With everything else, she kind of popped in and out because she was on the last two seasons of Cosby Show and the last season mm-hmm. of the world. And then my so-called life got tragically canceled too early. Way too early. Way too early. So... Sorry, guys, it's not a black sitcom, so we're not going to talk about my so-called. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so guys. Know, just so you know, us black people love it. <laughs> yeah, but black people do love my so-called life. <laughs> but uh, she joins the cast later on as Steve's sister to kind of, I guess, give him another... I, I'll, actually, I'll honestly worry, wonder if she was there to help transition out Mott Sinclair because she was getting sick, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. That would have been a... That would have been that would have made sense. Yeah. But, that so, but the series was canceled, unfortunately, after only I think about nineteen episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's only a handful online, but I would say do yourself a favor and definitely check out. Give me it a shot, Deshaun. Yeah, give it a shot. Uh, it it was a little dry the first episode, but they they did a lot of exposition to try to right. Uh, but right. as it, as it went along, you kind of you kind of fall in love with the characters. I I wanted to see what happened further. Like after watching that first episode, and I did. I looked at a couple more. After I, I did too. It. <laughs> so. I did too. And, and it's funny. Um, and you. This is a central theme with this podcast that you'll hear is that yeah. for the show. I watched every episode, so I remember the show when I was a kid, and it felt really awesome to rewatch it because yeah. I. It was my first exposure to Steve Harvey as an actor, which he doesn't have a lot of acting credits because he's no. more and a presenter. Um, at this point in his life, but I thought the show it ran for 19 episodes. Um, and here's the thing: it was canceled after one season, but it was weird that why, as to why it was canceled. It was ranked pretty high in the ratings, top 25, mm-hmm. and it was between Home Improvement and Full House in the lineup on ABC. Yes. So at that point, if you remember 1994, at that point, Full House was a juggernaut. Yes. It was, as it, was, was the, it was the top. Yeah, as was Home Improvement. Yeah. So it, you got a show that was sandwiched in between 
Um, it, you got a show that was sandwiched in between two established hit shows, and the show gets canceled. And I think this is what a lot of people talk about when they talk about unfairness with black sitcoms. Big time. Because you got to show this in the top 25 and it doesn't get a new season. Somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, what? Like I remember watching the Eat You Hollywood story or another biography of Full House. Full House ratings stunk at first. It's first season. The ratings and the critics hated the show. Oh, but it got Another perfect example, Seinfeld didn't really become a hit till season three. Same thing for Cheers. Yep. Cheers slow burn. Parks and Rex was a slow burn. Yep. A lot of shows they get that that we believe in it yep. type. Oh, the, but, the Office. <laughs> oh, The Office. Oh, man, the first season of The Office, I can barely watch it. Oh, it's so bad. But the second season really kicks off, but the show's ratings didn't kick off till it got on iTunes a couple years yep. later. Yep. So for me... I was frustrated when I was a kid watching it because it was a show that me and my family absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey, we loved the fact that it took place in Dallas and I was, I was living in Dallas at the time growing up. Like, it was just a cool show. And we didn't have a lot of black shows on television. Especially ones that fit, you know, we had a handful. We had Martin, we had Living Single, you know. We had Fresh Prince, we had Family Matters and stuff like that. But this was a show that, it was another show that just really clicked with us and it was frustrating that it didn't last. I still can't understand why, but like I said, it was when you when you put it in, it was on Tuesday nights. Like I said, sandwiched between Full House and Home Improvement, it led Home Improvement in and it followed Full House. Like it, it, it's a guaranteed hit. Like there's no no, and, and then you have a charismatic lead, uh, you have a legendary actress. Like it's what? It's why? why? It's a, how do you, how do you, you don't lose with that. Yeah. I think one of the things too that was interesting about it is that there was an episode of Steve Harvey where he was teaching improv. Yeah. Um, I think it was in the first season and him and Cedric the Entertainer were teaching improv to the class and he actually mentions how upset he was that, he, that me and the boys got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was hilarious. Oh, uh, well, he was also a writer on the show. So I think he, he was very personally invested in that show. Yeah. And also some of the people behind the show too, which was pretty cool. J. Anthony Brown. Yep. He came in and played a couple episodes, but he was also a writer on the staff and a story editor and things like that. So it was the team under, behind it. But the show got canceled, um, 19 episodes. It was unfortunate. Don't quite understand it. Uh, that's one of those shows that I definitely look at as what would have happened. So my controversial opinion on that one, DB, mm -hmm. is that I actually would have preferred to see six seasons of Me and the Boys over six seasons of the Steve Harvey show. Oh man! Because I just love the dynamics in the family. I loved watching him interact with his kids more. There was a relationship there. He kind of had an old school way of doing it. I like family sitting. And honestly, I was. Here's my frustration with the Steve Harvey show. As much as I like the Steve Harvey show, and as much as I watched every single episode, I did not like the fact that. When LaVita came in, it took away from him and Sector Entertainer being able to be in, in, like, it took away from their dynamic. Like, I wanted to see them. They were roommates, and I wanted to see their dynamic play out. And when LaVita came in, all the scenes became about him and Piggy, Steve and Piggy, or um, LaVita and Cedric. Mm. Ah, I really wanted to see more. In the first season, there was a good bit of Cedric Entertainer and Steve Harvey together. But then once LaVita came in in the second season, it just kind of took away from it. Got a point. I don't know. That's so tough, though. 
That is so tough. I, I, I think because it was a different dynamic that you hadn't right. seen in sitcoms before. Uh, more the teacher and the, you know, him, him with the relationship with the kids, with the relationship with his coworkers. It, it was a different premise uh, for a sitcom. And, You're right. And, and that's why I think it, it did work. It became a hit because nothing else was like it. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you have a point. I'm not going to pretend like you don't. You have a point. Um, but... but that, either- that's tough. Me and the boys, I can I could see that I can see, too. Yeah. I could have saw that being a five year thing. You know what I mean? Uh well that was me and the boys. The boys. Uh, a little bit about what happened to some of the actors after the show yeah. ended. Um uh starting with Benjamin Levert, who was the youngest. We just talked about him. He his career ended in ninety seven. He hasn't done any acting work since. Uh, Wayne Collins went on to do a voice on the Family Guy in 2000. Um, he did about the Family Guy, but he really didn't do much else after that. Um, like I said, his biggest claim to fame was uh, um, Leon on Bay Bay's Kids, but he really didn't do much after that. Kind of popped in here and there in a movie or two. Um, Chas Lamar Shepard went on to star in the, uh, the Temptations movie. He mm-hmm. role on The Game. Um, he just most recently popped in on Blacklist and had a recurring role on Luke Cage. Um, I, do, final- I do remember Luke Cage. I do remember him in Luke Cage. Um, he's probably most well-known to a lot of people. A couple years after this, he was on Set It Off, where he played uh, Stevie, the brother of Jay, Jada Pinkett's Sony character, who which was tragically killed, which is kind of the catalyst for the whole movie to kind of start kicking off. Mm, set it. Uh, yeah, no, no, around no, me. No, 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 to start setting off. DV's the man. Uh, So, yeah, it kicked off, man. It started going, and, um, you know, Chaz Lamar Shepard has stayed consistently working. And he also has, if you get a chance to go on Spotify, uh, which you're probably listening to this on Spotify or one of the other platforms, check out some of his music. He's actually a really, really talented singer. Um, I I actually have some of his songs on my playlist. He's a really... Sings R&B, like some Neo Soul kind of, if you like Joe or Genuine or Brian McKnight, he's in that family. Okay, okay. Steve Harvey, as we know, that, that we don't even have to talk about what he's doing. I, that, I, was, I was just watching Family Feud before this. <laughs> I just released a video on Instagram of me playing Steve Harvey type character named Stamp Harvey, his brother. I know you saw, you saw it, right? I did. <laughs> okay, good. So I do, a, I do a really horrible Steve Harvey impression. Um... But that's how we played it in the. Just check it out on Instagram. My Instagram, the Brick Jackson. Check out the video. It, uh, it's 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 funny. Um, and then last but not least, Miss uh, Maude Sinclair. Um, unfortunately, she passed away right after this series ended. Yeah, um, this was she, her last official acting role. Uh, no, I think she had one more thing that she got cast in right after this. Oh, okay. It was a movie, I believe, but, but um, or t- uh, one spot on the TV show. It's unfortunate. Um, she passed away. You know, she was. I believe she was. She was. Relatively young in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was only uh, fifty-seven. She was fifty-seven. Which yeah, is, 50. that's really young. Um, yeah, she was. She, she was fifty-seven. Leukemia, sadly. Right, and then she made a guest appearance on Dream On, which was an HBO show. That was her last official appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but Steve Harvey's Me and the Boys was her last show. Show. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, me and the boys, man, check that show out on YouTube. The pilot's on YouTube. Like you said, it's, it's a pretty good pilot, but check out the other episodes as well. It got better yes. and funnier once everybody got kind of settled in. Because as you know, guys, with pilots, a lot of times those pilots are shot months yes. 
They're completely different the from the uh, <laughs> overall show. Like, say, usually you could say shows have two first episodes, the first and right. the second. Right. Because they have, and sometimes the writers aren't the same for this next episode. The cast isn't always the same. The set isn't always the same. So once you get to, after you get past the pilot episode, which, like I said, is usually shot months, like mm-hmm. almost three, four months before the actual show kicks off, sometimes a whole year. And Living Colors took a year to after before they got renewed and to, uh, to actually do more episodes in the first season. So check that out. Um, yeah, so de- definitely watch Me and the Boys. So we're um, wrapping this up. We, we're so glad for that you guys joined us um, for this episode. Now, please stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to cover a show called Out All Night. It was NBC sitcom. And as always, we're going to ask Deshaun Byron, Deshaun Byron, what do you think Out All Night is about? Okay, so when you gave me the title Out All Night, all right, when you gave me the title, the first thought that I had was that it's a nerd who grew up, like, in a small town, you know, like, nerdy black kid. He used to get uh-huh. bullied all the time. I uh, know. So he grows up. <laughs> he grows up to be, like, a, a, a good-looking guy, and he wants to move to the big city to start his life and to, like, really make it and, and to, uh, to not be a nerd like he was when he grew up. So he gets this cool job at a a up and coming uh, record company, and this and then he's like promoting artists. He's like dude, the coolest guy ever, and his best friend, who is still like a mega nerd, comes and moves in with him, and so now he has to deal with that because he's he he doesn't want his old life impeding on his new life. And he's like taking him out to clubs and everything, and it's it's and you know comedy ensues as they say. That sounds like a great show, but you are one hundred <laughs> wrong. You, if you don't, if you're on the same page as Deshaun Byrne, have no idea what we're talking about. Stay tuned for our next episode where we cover out all night. This has been Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom co- Podcast. I I'm just can't even say our own title of my show, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. I'm your man, Brick Jackson. Follow me on Instagram, the Brick, Jack- the Brick Jackson, or Twitter, the Brick Jackson. And my man, DB. I'm at DB Greatness on everything. That's right. We will check y'all out next episode. Thank you for listening. Catch you later. Scoping up, no, I'm you. Ethnic. I don't know the way to that song. Ethnic Kiss. <laughs> it's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss.